welcome back to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. It's Monday, January 24th, and boys, we are back in studio, back together. One of us may have been on quarantine last week, but stayed, stayed healthy. It's what they call that strength pushing through, mind over matter. Staying healthy for the boys, and we're back this week. Really? Just for us? I appreciate just, it. A little, just maybe for you. No, for, uh, just for me? Oh, God. And by you, I mean you, the listener, of course. <laughs> uh, but a big week of sports to talk about, most notably some, some nice things in the NFL. Huge. Some huge things in the NFL, potentially. Huge. Uh, you know, talking a little bit about maybe some games happening next week. Talking about football across the league with some overtime drama, getting you prepped for championship week overall, and then... On Friday, in our other episode, we will be talking Chiefs Bengals at what is it, Geha Stadium, Arrowhead, whatever they call it yeah. now, G E H A, I believe is it. Arrowhead Stadium, G Field at Arrowhead Stadium now. There you go. God, so stupid. So uh, we also have uh, a interesting beer that uh, Zach and Josh will be enjoying. I will be enjoying a. Uh, a different kind of beverage, as we'll get to in our up. beer of the week. P- paying up. Paying up a bet that I lost to the guy to my right. A guy who's, I, I would say, you know, this playoff stretch, expectations were low. Yeah, right. But still disappointed <laughs> with his Packers. Yeah, right. I'm utterly devastated. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, Zach, Zach. Tough, uh, tough Saturday night for your Packers. That's about the only way to put it. Uh, I could go a whole show. We're obviously not. We'll touch on it. But, yeah, utter, utterly embarrassing. The one thing I was worried about this whole playoffs was the special teams. Obviously, the offense didn't show up either. But is, was there ever been a worse special teams performance in NFL history? My God. I'm not sure. I'm not sure My there has been. My God. I, Maybe the Packers in that in that <laughs> in that Seahawks. The Seahawks, yeah. Again, I mean, oh my god. Because there was that fake punt touchdown. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Wait, uh, yeah, it's been going so, on for years. So I mean, uh, not to not to pour on, but that's the only other one I can think of. Uh, to change the tune, to my left on the ones and twos, a guy whose expectations at the beginning of the season. Looked to be a little bit too optimistic for, <laughs> for Josh right. and I. He might have been right. I was he shocked. actually wasn't optimistic enough about this uh, yeah. team going to the AFC Championship Woo! game. It's our Bengals fan, Josh. Josh, you've got to be. You, I don't even think you're on cloud nine. You're on like cloud fifteen. Cincinnati, at this how we doing? <laughs> Can we uh, talk about it next week? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll be astonished if we make it another week, and we'll talk about it plenty. Obviously, Friday. Um, I'm glad we had the Saturday game. Uh, oh, yeah. Because I don't know if I could have been here and doing this podcast after that night of celebration. I wish I had been there. You text, I texted you. You told me your reaction. Just even you telling me over Texas sounded hilarious. I wish I could it was, have been there it to was, see it. The scenes that I saw inside Rheingeist, and I saw all of Rheingeist because I could not s- s- stay in one place. But, I mean, it was just pandemonium. Uh, anywhere you went that night, it was just like basically everyone walked around with their hands in the yeah. air all night. I mean, it was just uh, it's cool. It's cool that we're doing this. I can't believe we're doing it. I can't believe Zach Taylor's doing it. That's but. what I was <laughs> going to say. Talk about it. Yeah. 
We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it plenty. <laughs> well, we his good pal Ryan Tannehill certainly helped him out. Yes, he did. Uh, and then, of course, in the middle of you two, someone who knows better than to have any expectations. Because my team did. didn't get to enjoy it this week. Well, we got to enjoy it from a couch. And at least <laughs> in a place where we couldn't lose, which is, you, you know. I trade steps, you. I trade you. Baby steps. Uh, my name's Craig. The Browns fan now would, on this dirty rack of sports. Now, would you trade him Aaron Rodgers for, say... 100%. 100%. And not even because I'm, I'm ready to turn the chapter. I'm um, ready to go through some mediocrity for a couple of years. Just, just like, have, like, a glimmer of hope. Maybe have a decent draft pick and just be like, maybe he'll turn out. Probably won't, but I'm, I'm down for it. I'm tired of being utterly I'm curious to watch. Think about it. You got the sixth overall pick. You take this cornerback from Oklahoma State. You think every January, <laughs> Justin Gilbert. I'm just so disappointed for the last like. Uh, yeah, you guys have a interesting years. off seasons. I'm going oh, to be interested God. to watch you. We could do a whole fans. show on that. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Yeah. Don't worry. Whatever we're gonna do, I'm confident we'll make the wrong decision. So, that's the one thing that's nice about being a Browns fan is you're confident that it's gonna be downhill because. Oh, really, yeah. the only time when it's not downhill is when you're at rock bottom, which has also happened several times. Uh, but guys, it's enough rock bottom talk. We've got some nice beer that you two are drinking, but first mm. let's get to some news. Headlines with Greg. Josh, have no McFear. Evan is here. The NFL slate started with a bang as Shooter. the Bengals... And Evan McPherson hit a last-second field goal from 52 yards to send the Bengals past the Titans 19-16. The defense showed out for Cincinnati, picking off Ryan Tannehill three times and allowing King, King Henry just 62 yards on 20 rushes. That, along with a gutsy performance from Joe Burrow, who became the first quarterback since Donovan McNabb in the early 2000s to win a playoff game after being sacked at least seven times. Uh, this got the Bengals to the AFC Championship for the first time since 1988, where they will head to Kansas City for a Saturday afternoon matchup with a Chiefs team who outlasted Buffalo in a wild 42-36 shutout Sunday night. The winner of that game will head to Los Angeles to face either the Rams or the 49ers in Super Bowl 56. On to not as exciting in the winter sports area. The Cavs bounce back from a tough midweek divisional loss in Chicago to beat the Thunder Saturday night. But once again, they look to be dealing with the injury bug as another starter goes down. Laurie Markkinen is expected to be out several weeks after suffering a high ankle sprain injured in the second quarter Saturday night versus the Thunder. The Cavs now have to have stars step up even more this week with two big divisional games versus the Bucks and the Pistons this weekend. On the ice, the week got off to a nice start for the Jackets, getting a much-needed win in Philly before dropping two tough games versus Pittsburgh and Ottawa over the weekend. The Jackets now sit 13 points out of the playoffs and approach the halfway point in the season. On to the college hardwood. The Buckeyes got off, got a week off of Big Ten play thanks to a canceled game versus Nebraska. But don't worry, Zach. They filled in Tuesday night with a big matchup against the IUPUI hey, Jaguars. They earned an easy 48-point victory to tune up for the rest of their Big Ten schedule, which restarts Thursday in Minnesota. Minnesota. 
Cincinnati only had one game this week as well, made the most of it, shooting a ridiculous 55% from three and blowing out Tulsa 90 to 69. Nice. The Bearcats now look to build on this three game winning streak and creep back into the conversation maybe, but we'll need two wins at Temple and ECU to get there. In Norwood, the Musketeers had a rough couple games on the road, having to rally to beat Big East bottom feeder DePaul before falling to Marquette on Sunday. Xavier now sits 4-3 in the Big East. We'll have to come up with a win versus ranked Providence to stay above 500. Up in Dayton, the Flyers had a nice little four-game win streak end in Virginia, losing 50-49 to to George Mason thanks to a 33%. <laughs> 50 to 49. 33% from the field display. In the MAC, it was the Rockets who got the best of the Bobcats in a big Friday night rumble, with Toledo taking the game 87 69 and taking a full game lead in the MAC. And finally, in the Horizon, thanks to a 2 0 week by the Vikings, coupled with a Tuesday loss by Oakland, Cleveland State is now back atop the conference, with the Wright State Raiders lurking just the game back. Guys, those are your OH headlines. For our beer of the week, guys, we go to Columbus. Actually, via Chicago. I was going to say. Chicago. Via Chicago to Columbus. Our beer of the week is from Forbidden Root Brewery. They have their Ohio High Hazy Pale Ale. So Forbidden Root Brewery was actually started in Chicago back in 2013. Uh, They have two locations in the greater Chicago area and then moved to Columbus uh, right around the turn of 2019, 2020. Not quite the best time, but, <laughs> you know, getting some beers out there. Uh, one of their beers trying to, you know, move into that Ohio brewery area is their Ohio Hazy Pale Ale that uses, you know, the Ohio hops and malts, all the Ohio ingredients. So it is uh, their Hazy Pale Ale that Josh and Zach will be enjoying. Gentlemen, how is that beer that I'm missing out on? My beer that I picked out, too, which is... Yeah, sorry we had to do that to you, and that you're not getting to enjoy this. But uh, it's very citrus-forward. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's got a very uh, tropical flavor. Wouldn't you agree, Zach? Sorry, I was taking a sip. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, very uh, citrusy. Um, definitely, I know I've said this a lot, but definitely a nice beer to sit out in the back patio in the summer. Like that, I mean, it's exactly yeah. what it is. It's kind of a little weird for the winter. Um, very flavorful, though. Uh, has that nice uh, kind of pale ale finish there at the end that you typically see as far as color. Yeah, it looks, looks via, via untapped. It's got that New England IPA kind of oh, style. So it's that yeah. hazy kind Definitely of uh, hazy. golden orange. Yeah, kind of like what you see when you usually get a, like Sierra Nevada has all those hazy pale ale yeah. lines. It looks just like it. Very beautiful. Um, kind of cool that they use the Ohio hops and... Um, well, especially like in Ohio, you can only grow certain kinds of hops. Right. It's kind of difficult depending on what you're trying to grow, um, but still very flavorful. So Yeah, I thought, I mean, it's not too bitter, but it still has like a, a nice, easy, pale finish to it. But I yeah. just think, yeah, the citrus, you know, fruity flavor of yeah. it is really nice. kind of hits you and then you ease into the rest of it. It is really uh, like a really cool uh, tap room, cool that they uh, kind of... It's kind of like know, a brew inf- pub, though, Yeah, right? That's yeah. kind of what they... So it's, I mean... Yeah, they kind of got like a lot of you know snacky stuff, mm-hmm. the, you know, good good with beer type stuff, um, the, those good bar foods. But it's cool to see them, like, you know, coming from Chicago. Oh yeah, and doing 
investing so much in the Ohio scene and using all the Ohio ingredients, the Ohio high beer. Um, and I know we'll get to more of um, what the Ohio high name means later in your reciting of the can yeah, uh, on today, uh, National Beer Can Day. Is it? It is. It is. Yes, it is. So yeah. I'm going to ride this Ohio high out for the rest of the Greg, show. Greg, you want to touch on what, uh, what, what are you drinking tonight? Um, what, are you, what are you gracing your mouth with? Your uh, tonight? <laughs> so finally, uh, you know, after a couple weeks, uh, what, I think two weeks ago we had the double beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, of course, we had the, the Zoom show. So didn't really get a chance to pay off a bet that uh, I may have lost about Christmas time. Yeah, um, it would have been, yeah. On exactly Christmas, Christmas, almost exactly, <laughs> exactly a month ago. Christmas. Uh, the Packers took down my Cleveland Browns. Just the first of many disappointments from the Browns. Well, like the fifth of many disappointments for the Browns that year. Uh, Should have so, won that game. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. What, Could've four picks game. later, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so because of that, I am drinking... Uh, I believe this is Miller Miller Cures Finest uh, Magnum. Yeah, it's it's Miller beer. It's Magnum Premium Malt Liquor. I believe we've had this on the show before once. I've had one. I think uh, Josh has yeah. had a couple. No, all... Josh had the uh, Josh had the Cobra last time. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's Cobra. right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had the big change. So it all uh, blurs together. I've lost so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe you have. I don't know. Uh, so I will be instead of uh, enjoying one of the fine beers from Forbidden Root. Uh, wish I could be enjoying one of those or one of their fine craft cocktails. Instead, I will be enjoying uh, a craft malt liquor. I was gonna say that's certainly uh, some sort of malty cocktail you got there. <laughs> it's all malt and corn. <laughs> so if you hear me uh, falling off the wagon later in the show, you'll know exactly why. I'm uh, excited. We get drunk right here. Great yeah. Two minutes, two cents. It's hard to put a fantastic weekend. I would say just as far as football went, one of the best playoff weekends we've had in a very long time. Time to give your two minutes, two cents, Josh. This divisional Is round dog weekend. dog in the background? <laughs> yeah, I know. They're all in on the bandwagon. Uh, uh, Bungle buoy might uh, serenade in the background while I do my two minutes here. Um, I, but I'm not even going to start with the Bengals. I'm actually going to start where Zach doesn't want me to start. Jimmy Garoppolo is, is, is such an enigma to me. Like, how, how does yeah. he keep winning these games? He's like California Andy Dalton in a way. Like, he's got so many good pieces around him, but like... I think, first of all, that's a disrespect to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton had some really good years. Like, he was a pretty decent quarterback. I mean, Jimmy G's made some throws. and that Yeah, some... yeah. But that face... His face. I know, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, he's just he's got so many good pieces around him, and even when he doesn't play well, I mean, he had 131 yards and an interception in that game. You know, they still find ways to win. I mean, they're one of the lower seeds. They're the, you know, they're the wild card team that's in the Final Four. I just It blows my mind that the 49ers... Blows my mind too, man. Like, they, they, I get, like, when you think about it, I guess they do have, like... A pretty good roster, like all the way around. And a very good defense. Um, and a very yeah, and a very good defense. And it's special just, teams, by the way. Well, <laughs> somehow, yeah, I guess. Hey, Robbie Gould, for God's sakes. Uh, and yeah, like I said earlier, I'm glad we had a, a day in between the game there because I don't think I've ever celebrated a Bengals win, uh, like that before. Um, the celebration and the energy out there in the city was 
unbelievable. Um, I never sat down the entire game, um, and it is astonishing to me that Zach Taylor, he had won six games in two seasons coming into this year. He went four and two against the AFC North, won the division, won the division when they beat the Chiefs, and they're winning games that previous Bengal teams would just wouldn't, they wouldn't have been able to do it. Uh, and now here we are going to the AFC championship game and Zach Taylor is 2-0 and in the playoffs. It's, it's, uh, it's, if you would have said that a year ago, no one would have believed you. You would have been sent to an asylum. Lifetime contract, right? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, high up on his bangles. Zach, your two minutes. I'm sure you're going to be talking a lot Bucks Rams, right? Oh, oh yeah. We're, we'll get in the Bucks Rams. Let's get into that a little bit. <laughs> just poetic, man. I don't know. Uh, once again, just an utter disappointment, utter failure. Um, I honestly don't even know what to think. I think that's like a fitting end to Aaron Rodgers. It, it, it very mirrors Brett Favre, though. People forget that. It very much, I mean, Brett Favre made it to, if you want to include the Vikings, I could be wrong. I didn't look it up before, but off the top of my head, I'm thinking after winning the Super Bowl, out of four more, made it to one more Super Bowl, made it to four more title games, never got it done, had the famous 07 pick six against the Giants. Yeah, what that is it, ended 30, that. 30 years of those quarterbacks, two 30, Super Bowls? That's just... And that's why I was texting Greg and stuff about that, and uh, I said, I don't buy the myth. The myth is you need a great quarterback. I, I've seen too many years where Josh Brett, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good example, where teams, you just need a quarterback just who doesn't turn the ball over and can distribute. And you need a great deep. I still think the NFL defense wins if you have a great, and well, special teams. Let's say special teams. I could ran on that. Just assume you have a wash of a special teams unit who can just do the basics. Um, I'm all, you know, like I said before, I'm all in on the Packers. I, I hope the Rodgers air is done. Not because of anything against Aaron Rodgers. I think he needs to go. If he wants to play more, he needs to go somewhere else. They're $40 million over the cap. It's the end of an era. I'm done with it. I think they have a, all their pieces are on defense. I think they have a great group. I mean, they need to add more, but then they have a very great group of defenders at certain key positions. I'd like to see him trade them. You know, franchise Adams, trade him, vocal up on picks, maybe get a good defender back. And then it's the Jordan Love show or, I don't know, bring in a vet. I mean, they'll still have a good offensive line. They'll have a two-headed, possibly a three-headed monster at running back. But, yeah, it was just a uh, – I don't know. I can't really – you lost basically on – and, granted, the offense thing ain't thing going. But all, that, all people are going to remember is 10 to 3 – and their only touchdown was a blocked fucking punt. Oh, my God. And I just remember everybody looking up, except for the 49ers, had three guys right on it. And I'm just like, oh, there it my is. God. There yeah. it is. That's how it ends, folks. Well, well so from that could <laughs> be the end of a Hi to low there. <laughs> um, you guys gracefully touched on on both of your team's games so i think what about your team oh never mind sorry oh ouch sorry i had to get one dig in i'm sorry 
Oh no! I trade you. <laughs> oh no! I trade you. I trade Stab you the dead body. Oh no! Oh no! You're gonna kill him. Oh wait, he's already dead. Did it move? I'm willing to give. I'm willing to take some time into mediocrity. Is all I'm saying. I'm done. Done with the high. Thirty years later, you wonder when it's gonna end. Oh, I don't no. care. Honestly, we don't hope, care. I hope for mediocrity at some point. Yeah. My, yeah, right, right. Yeah. my whole weekend baby was baby steps. Baby steps. My whole weekend was ruined. So, I was trying to figure out the other day before I get to my two minutes. And I, I think it's probably close. If the Browns got a Super Bowl ring, like since 99, every time they won at least seven games, so didn't lose double-digit games, would they have more Super Bowls than the Patriots? And I still think the answer is no. 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 I'll still tell you one real quick. And I know Greg will disagree, and that's fair, because we're on different sides. We've never felt the other side, really, for the most part. I'll still tell anybody, and I can only back off on the Indians because they've had some disappointing the playoffs, but barely ever been competitive in the playoffs or realistically had a chance. There's nothing more heartbreaking than just being the number one seed or being there every year and just some utter de- de- debacle ends it. And you just always think, what if? And one play, one play. I got so many one plays in my head right now. J.R. Smith. <laughs> well, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I get where you come from. You. That would be frustrating and yeah. tough. But I don't. They're both terrible. I'm just. My saying. one play is equally terrible. In my if opinion. Corey Coleman caught that pass, he would have <laughs> went one in fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, guys, for my two minutes, I think I'm. I want to discuss more the the other two games. I would say one of the best teams that I watched this weekend, and maybe a team that you know doesn't quite get the shine. Obviously, the Bengals get that big win. Chiefs-Bills game, huge game. But that Rams team, Mm -hmm. doing what they did to Tom Brady and the fact that really, if it wasn't for just fumbles, literally just fumbling, the, if they literally just hold on to the ball, they win that game easily. And they still have all those mistakes and still hold on. You know, obviously Matt Stafford being part of an inept organization, which I can relate uh, for so many years, you do kind of root for the guy. There are obviously people on the Rams I don't root for as much. Right. Uh, certain <laughs> wide receivers. But, you know, they do so much well on both sides of the ball. They were getting after him all the time. Cooper Cup is unbelievable. Cooper Cup. I mean, seeing Cam Akers out there, even though he had a big fumble, like six months after tearing an Achilles yeah. is unbelievable. So, I mean, the Rams are going to be a tough team. In that other matchup, Boy, how do you feel bad for Bills fans? Oh, I mean, God, 13 yeah. seconds. 13 seconds. You can't give the you, greatest of all time, though, that much. You got you to gotta squib it. Oh, yeah. You yeah, that was it. stupid to begin with. But the other thing that, yeah, I mean, the one thing is, though, so many. You have two all-pro safeties, and you let Tyreek Hill run by you. And then, you know, a safety slips, and you score a touchdown. It was awesome quarterbacking, but it was also some, like, oh, yeah. terrible angles. So as fun of a game as it was at the end there, I mean, I, I think a lot of us were just rooting for the Bills once again, a team that just hasn't been there. It was disappointing to see them, them feel that way, but also just that, man, that 13 seconds will stay with you. I mean, forever. Forever. It's basically no time, and, you know, it goes from good to bad, and we'll talk overtime in a little bit here, but that might be the other heartbreaking part is your offense had been so good. And the last offensive play of the year was that touchdown to take the lead. Guys, one team held their opponent to six points on offense. Uh, One team got the lead with 13 seconds left in the game. 
and one team sacked their opponent nine times. Oh, I know. None of those teams That's won. That's unbelievable. I mean, I'll give you this. It's crazy. All the things in considered, I can't like think of a fumble them all. Yeah. I can't think of a better divisional round of football though. I, I mean, just is, every game was utterly weird and competitive at yeah. the same time, and you didn't know who was going to win within the last two minutes of that those games for yeah. the most part. I mean, you well, were I mean, either either one could have gone either way because you looked oh, at yeah. it, you know. That's what I mean. I, I mean, mean those, well, all those we'll games could have easily. The Packers won. game, but no. the Titans game we were both talking about before. We were both laughing about Fat Randy kicking a field goal. Uh, so yeah. sure he was yeah. going to get that You know, the other game, once Cam Akers fumbled, we all figured Brady was going to win the game when they stomped down the field. You know, Bills, mm-hmm. obviously, we just mentioned, 13 seconds left. So all four of those games, you could have reasonably, be, you know, reasonably said at some time with under five minutes to go, this team is for sure going to win this game. So I think it's yeah, going to be crazy next week. Sure I think it's going to be crazy game. next week. I do. I think all, yeah. those, all those games showed it was wide open. It yeah, was I, wide open. It is wide open. I that uh the Bills the Bills Chiefs win probability graph literally looked like a heart monitor at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just <laughs> constantly. It, I would say it's arguably one of the greatest weekends in sports. Mm-hmm. Probably the greatest weekend of NFL's playoffs ever. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, guys. I think we're prepped for a great week of a great championship game week. I've got some fun stats to get us ready, but first. Let's talk a little bit more about that beer you guys are enjoying. Brewed with Ohio-grown barley, Ohio-grown hops, Ohio-grown yeast, and Ohio-grown water, we celebrate our local agricultural partners and beer-making business with this citrus-forward pale ale. High five, high street, high as fuck? Nah, it's just fun to say. It is fun to say. It I really like saying yeah. Ohio High. <laughs> Ohio High. And it's a good beer, too. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. Um, and I like on the can um, that it's got, like, down in the corner and everything, it's got uh, proudly brewed with Ohio-grown ingredients from our friends at Origin Malt in Hop Yard 29. Uh, so oh, yeah. for something that started in Chicago, coming into Ohio and settling in Columbus... Pretty cool to see him take this uh, take this on and make one, you know, kind of just for just for us for that's Ohio. A, that's, a, that's a smart marketing move. Yeah, if you're me. Uh, also, like the can. This can's very clean. If you go on their website, they got some uh, wild. Yeah, can. that's what I, I thought. Kinda, they're was all over the place. I kind of like it though. But a lot of companies kind of stick with a similar uh, right, you know, style, and they mix them up. But the, everything's drastically different yeah uh, this one just looks i mean it's pretty plain it's, it's got clean. their logo and then you know just kind of two different shades of green they have yeah. like some crazy like dog artwork some like trippy trees and whatnot and some of they're them. all over the place i kind of like that like i said oh, a lot yeah. of them you yeah. have your typical great place to do for uh, as we record today on uh january 24th national beer can appreciation day uh great brewery for that because i mean oh yeah they, they got I feel like they have everything, all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, and guys, if you're looking for where Forbidden Root is, it's uh, on the east side of Columbus. At the, it's actually in the Easton Mall uh, area. Oh, so uh, okay. That's where they've opened it. Kind of, I mean, it it's kind of like that indoor outdoor mall kind of feel. Yeah. So it's, I was kind it's of right up there high, near High Street or something. That's why I was. Yeah. No, they actually they because I was looking at it, and I was like, 
I don't know that name of the street. I was like, where exactly are they? And then I yeah. looked up. They're literally right, right in the middle of that Easton Mall. So, which is a very. That's a very. I could have yeah. a couple of Ohio highs and go shopping. That that sounds like a great time. Oh. Uh, if if the Eastwood, I would, no, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not familiar I'll send with the how the Eastwood doing. I'll sit in a. I'll sit there and have a drink while she does. Do some shopping. Do some shopping. Do some shopping. Well, uh, yeah, National Beer Can Appreciation Day. A great clean beer can here from Forbidden Root. And guys, we've got more uh, beer talk in What's Brewing Ohio later in the show. Not as fancy of a can as this Magnum Not as can. fancy as a can as that's the Magnum can. You know, can. that honestly, I, I got to tell you, that's a, that's a pretty clean can. It is a can. very clean can. It, it inspires confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is time for our six-pack stats. I've got six stats on this championship weekend. A little bit different after a wild divisional round. Wow. So we'll get you prepped for this uh, 2021 season going into 2022 uh, championship round. The first number is 16. If you add up all of the remaining seeds, so a two seed, two four seeds, and a six seed, you get 16. That is the highest sum of seeds that are remaining. So the most, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. with the one seeds getting eliminated. Will you explain what sum means? <laughs> you add them all up. So you go two plus four. <laughs> so that's the highest since 2010, where there was two two seeds and two six seeds. Also the last time that... Both one seeds lost in the divisional round, so 16 was the sum this year. Also in the 2010 playoffs, any idea who won the Super Bowl? Yeah, the Green Packers. There you ah, go, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So yeah, two two seeds, two six seeds. Um, <laughs> you don't quite get the characters like Mark Sanchez winning a playoff game, but you know, no. <laughs> nine, number nine. Niner. Nine. I was gonna say niner. <laughs> I know. Guys, it has been nine years since a four seed has made it to the Super Bowl. This year, we have two four seeds currently in the championship game. Yeah. Both the Rams and Cincinnati are four seeds. The last one to make it, Baltimore made it to the Super Bowl, beat San Francisco. They're only 0-2 since Ooh, then. The so not a whole lot of not a whole lot of four seeds making it to the championship yeah. game. Fifty-eight. That's Ray Maluga's number. Okay, fifty-eight. <laughs> so if you go current format <laughs> of the playoffs, 2002 through this past season, if a team wins their regular season matchup or series versus another team, they win that playoff matchup 58% of the time. Really? Hmm. Uh, in 110 games between 2002 and 2020, they are 64 and 46 overall. This comes into play in actually both games. Yeah. Because the Bengals beat the Chiefs, and um, the 49ers actually beat the Rams twice this year. So they hold the season series. So Question on the stats real quick. Yeah. Did you go through and tally that up, or do you, do you have like a special stats place that you find these things already drunk? Look, this is... These are yeah. statistics. I know, I know. I, I, I'm just always curious how he, like that was I, like insane. I can imagine him sitting there. Two, three. One, two, no, three. I, one, so two, I actually three. found one, the two, stat three. from like a uh, 
from an article last year and then i had uh, to do a little bit of math to like finish the rest of the right. season and then yeah. i didn't have time or i was going to start doing 2021 as well for those seasons but so about 58 percent of the time Doo. throw up the deuce guys if the rams beat the 49ers they would be just the second team to play a super bowl at home joining last year's yeah. tampa bay yeah. buccaneers first 54 super bowls no yeah. team ever played at home. That's wild. Could be that is wild. two in two years. That'd be pretty crazy. <sighs> that would be crazy. And considering, I mean, the Rams were a four seed. Get to play back-to-back games at home potentially. I'm still rooting yeah, for the that's, Niners that's thing because they beat the Packers. Just something about... I, it's hard because... Sorry, I didn't mean to like steal your thing no, here, good. but I was just thinking. Like, it's hard because as a Packers fan, you do have a lot of respect for Matt Stafford and that whole situation. You're like, ah, he such, seems like such a good dude. There's just so many unlikable people, though, involved with the L.A. Rams. It's just something with, like, I would like to see Garoppolo win a Super Bowl and then, like, have them have that whole offseason. Like, what do you do? Do we really? It's hard for you Bengals. You got to back. You gotta... I know, right? Like, do you really? It's hard for Bengals fans, too, because you you don't really want to play L.A. at home for the Super no, Bowl. But right, then yeah. you don't also want to play your third Super you Bowl of your three Super yeah, Bowls exactly. against the San Francisco and not 49ers. Far from San Francisco, so no. it almost be like a home game. Yeah. You have those demons in your yeah. yeah. You either have team at home or those demons. <laughs> I, didn't think, so, I didn't even think about the Niners yeah. thing. Yeah, shit. The other thing, I, we'll get to it later, but I can't believe the Bengals had never won a game, a playoff uh, game, playoff not game. at Riverfront Stadium until this year. So next stat we got is 21. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Guys, it has been 21 years since a team came back from having a losing record one year to winning the Super Bowl the next year. <sighs> that was the 2000 Patriots went <clears throat> 5 and 11. Okay. Yeah. Came back the next year this fella, this Brady fella, huh. took him to a Super Bowl. Huh. Uh Two teams last year had losing records. I don't know if you know this. The 49ers went 5-11 and 11 as well. Or Sorry, they went 6-10. and 10. And then the Bengals went 4-11-1. So they would actually have the worst, if they were to win two games, they would have the worst record in the year before by a Super Bowl team since the 1998 St. Louis Rams ah. that went 4-12 and 12 the year before the greatest show on turf yeah, with Kurt yeah, Warner. Yeah. Wow. So not many teams with uh, losing records come back to win the Super yeah. Bowl. No. I think since two, you know, since um, since that Patriots team, there have been a couple of like the Saints went eight and eight. There were a couple of eight and eight teams, but usually, you know, usually you're close, you know, right. ten and six, yeah, eleven yeah. and five, and then you come and win it. The last number is number one. Who knows? Heavens. Uh, multiple. Number one picks will be starting on conference championship Sunday for the first time in six years. Guys, Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt Stafford, first round pick of the Lions. The last time it happened, they actually matched up in the Super Bowl against each other. Do you guys know those quarterbacks? <laughs> one played for the team that he was drafted for, and one played for his second team, sort of like the Burrow Stafford matchup. One had, like, half an arm by the end. The other one made a business decision in the Super Bowl. And more fancy hats. Peyton Manning and Cam Newton in uh, Super Bowl 50. Okay, I, I, oh, I, was, yeah. on the, I was on the Peyton train. Yeah, I, I couldn't think. Like, yeah. I was like, I, I wouldn't have guessed Cam, yeah. I forgot about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. All right, yeah. All right. 
That was Cam Newton. That was yeah. Cam Newton who <laughs> yeah, got sure. obliterated by that yeah. Broncos defense. Yeah. MVP Cam Newton and barely had an arm Peyton Manning, yeah. who was yeah. like Matt Stafford on his second team. So a uh, little bit a little bit of fun there. Some number one picks yeah. showing out for either their team or their second team. So guys, should be a fun conference championship weekend. A lot of intrigue and uh, potentially a lot of firsts in a while if some of this stuff comes true. Yep. Could be a lot of history. If it's anything like the divisional round, we're in for a we're in for a treat. We're talking overtime. overtime. In the NFL, um, overtime once again was the talk of the town, the talk of the nation. Yeah. After uh, Sunday night, after a wild game in uh, in Kansas City. The Chiefs tied it up with a late field goal after a wild back-and-forth game that I think had 25 points in the last two minutes. <laughs> um, ended up with an overtime period. The Chiefs got the ball, drove right down the field, scored a touchdown, won 43-37. Uh, to Bills did not get the football. Now, guys, the current overtime format, which was changed in 2010... Because originally it was just if you score with the ball, you win. Right. Change in 2010 to if you kick a field goal, the other team gets a chance to try to tie it. Then it's sudden death. But if you score a touchdown on the first drive, you win. So sometimes the other team does not get the football. There have been 11 games that have gone to overtime in the playoffs under this new, new rule. Uh, seven of those 11 games... So over 50%, the team that got the ball first has driven down, scored a touchdown, and the team that lost the coin toss has not even got the ball. Yeah. 10 of 11 times, the team that has won the toss has won the game, mm-hmm. even if it extends to a couple possessions. I, I think one game extended to a second overtime. The only exception was that Rams Saints game in 2019 after the missed call and then the Rams uh, or the yeah, Saints yeah. got the ball and had to had to punt it. So guys, some people think, you know, the NFL is two sides. You got to be able to play defense. Other people think both teams need to get a chance cuz football happens on both sides of the ball. Josh, your thoughts? Just on overtime in general, and and maybe any changes you would want to have. Uh, yeah, I think I think both teams definitely deserve a shot, especially when you look at a game like this past weekend. You know, like we wanna we wanna watch that come to fruition the way it should. Like everyone wanted to see the Bills go out there. I know all of us were kind of rooting for the Bills, but you know, you want to see Josh Allen have that chance, um, and you know, he never got it. And I like what Josh Allen said. You know, like. You know, if we had won the coin toss, it, we'd be celebrating too. Um, and, I, and I believe that. Um, but since I believe that, I think it's the coin toss that I think is the worst part. Like going and having another flip of a coin to basically decide the game, like with those stats that you brought. I mean, it's, it just doesn't seem right. I mean, especially I, in a game like yesterday. Like I said, at this point, there's. I mean, there's not a ton of, you know, there's not hundreds of games, but in an 11-game sample size, yeah, teams winning at 93% of the time, and you say, well, you have to play defense. Even in lower-scoring games, 
you know, I think out of the four games that have gone out the other way, you know, a couple of them were mediocre games, but even some of them were fairly low scoring where a team still scores on the first possession. Right. Yeah. Uh, Zach can, can well, be, be someone that knows about a couple of them. Uh, shout out to the Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the Seahawks. Um, but you take a look at it, and obviously the stats show that it gives too much of an advantage to one team. And, you know, you could even say if the home team got it or something because they're the highest. Like, you could at least maybe say you've earned it over the course of a season. But when it's earned by which side a 70-year-old guy flips a weird, yeah. probably ceremonial-weighted coin... Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, really? Yeah, how yeah. you want to decide? Well, you know, decide who gets the advantage no. there. And if you know, and if you know beforehand, like that's something that's been discussed. Like if you're, if you're, you know, the higher seed, you're the home team, especially yeah. in these, like those games that Greg's talking about, and you know, those that sample size. Those are playoff games. Those are season. Like you win or go home. You win or that's your oh, season. Yeah. Um, and to have that decided on a coin toss just seems, but you know, and the idea has been floated out, you know, since you were the top seed, since you earned that over the course of the season, now everybody knows that going into the game that, Hey, if we get into a close game overtime situation, we know that Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs are going to get the ball first. So, you know, probably in that shootout game like that, that doesn't affect your decision making too much, but in a lower scoring game, like that might affect your decision making right. late in the game to, you know, fourth and two yeah. at your end, whether you go for the field goal or you go f- push on for the touchdown. And I think the other thing that, you know, adds a lot of credence to it is, you know, in this game, the, the Chiefs were the home team. They just scored. They had all the momentum. You could say that, you know, the Patriots, Falcons, Super Bowl, they had some momentum. But there were times that, you know, teams had allowed other teams to come back into the game had won the toss and then had had marched down you know the the broncos blew a big lead before that tim tebow touchdown yeah. and you know there were times where it doesn't matter if you're home or away it doesn't matter if you were the team that you know blew a lead or came back yeah it it's almost seems like the whole rest of the game doesn't matter right right i yeah so i guess Zach, if we could fix overtime. Oh, yeah. Or if if overtime maybe needs fixing, maybe you think it's perfect, how would you go about fixing overtime? I'm going to stick to football, and I, I've said this 100 million times. College football has the best overtime. I think, to me, the most equitable, best overtime. Um, and that's not, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of... Even in playoffs, let's, let's play it out 15 minutes like some of the other sports do or whatever, or 10 minutes. Um, no, it's overtime. It's gambling time, in my opinion. But I also don't like what we have right now, where it's basically sudden death. Like you said, a team can get the ball, score a touchdown game. Like, no, their team can get the ball. I think that's bull crap. I think college football is the best. You give, what, 25-yard line. Both teams get opportunities. Obviously, you up the odds after, uh, after second overtime, right? They go into the... Two-point conversions, you have to try that. On you go. Um, there's been some merit. We, we saw a marathon this one this year with the Penn State-Illinois game. Uh, oh, yeah. That go like yeah. nine. That or, set the yeah, record, yeah. yeah. Nine or ten. I you mean, it, it happens, but I mean, I still think both teams get the ball. Um, it's equal footing. 
Um, you have every opportunity to win, but it's also very exciting. Anybody's watched that? It's crazy yeah. exciting to watch that short field. You're not asking teams to march because right. we've seen games where you do that and it's punt. You know, like whatever. Like people aren't getting into it. Um, that's I think they have the best. So that's that's what I would do. Yeah, I would say the the, the two things that I would kind of change based on you because I think the college overtime is much better. I would think. Maybe back it up slightly, just because you have better kickers. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, I, you know, my thought... Give it to the 50. 30, I would say 40. 40? Something yeah, like fair. that. All right, yeah, I could do and that. And my yeah, other the tighter thought, hash is helpful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My other thought would be, you know, in the playoffs, you keep going from the 40. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, you keep... You, you don't do the two-point conversion in... Because mm. the thing is, in the playoffs, it almost seems like both teams earned it. In the regular season, most of the time when you see ties, it's usually like both teams screwed up enough oh, or yeah. just like just end it. Where it's either you play three overtimes and it's a tie or you play three overtimes, you do the two-point conversion and whoever wins wins. Yeah, I, I, just, think, I feel like it, in I the regular the whole season, quarter. you can figure it out. Yeah. But in the playoffs, I think, you know, one, you get both of those chances. And two... You know, you get the chance of it's like, well, you go conservative, and then, you know, your kicker misses a 47-yard field goal like Matt Gay. And you've seen some, you know, some classic games. I mean, you know, Ohio State in 2002. Oh, which, yeah, yeah. You know, the Georgia-Oklahoma game, the yeah. Georgia-Alabama game with the where Tua came out. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. The seven-overtime games, you know, with... Texas A&M and LSU. And obviously, you don't want a marathon. You know, some people don't want a marathon game, but you know what? They're at least action-packed. My point is, when yeah. you play a whole 15-minute quarter and they go in a tie, like you said, it's normally just like slog. We slog yeah. through 15 yeah. minutes. Well, that's what you know other what? people... If you, like, if you settle... You know what? If Kansas City scores and then Buffalo can't move, or if Kansas City throws a pick and Buffalo kicks a 50-yard field goal... You can at least go home being like, yeah. okay, that team was, was better action. than us yeah. on both sides. Yeah. When it happens like that, you're like, yeah, well, you know, if the 70-year-old guys would have had the coin on the other side, then we would have probably won the toss and won because right. it wasn't like Kansas City would start stopping Buffalo anyways. Right. No, 100%. They've tossed some wild out ideas out there in the NFL on how to fix it. One, that I, thought was, I, don't know one that I thought was crazy that was proposed by the Ravens was us in for the coin toss, it, you're not deciding who kicks. You're deciding whoever wins the coin toss would decide what yard line overtime <laughs> starts <laughs> on. Stupid. And then the other team would choose whether they're on offense or defense. That's I was like, that's crazy. Stupid. The only other idea I've heard that I kind of like is playing first to eight or nine points. I was like, that's at least like somewhat intriguing because there's no time limit, it's but it's the still, but then there's copy. still no time limit. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing that I get in my main argument against people who say like, oh, well, you should just have to play defense. It's just like, man, it's a postseason. Yeah. They just played a whole ass game after like on like week yeah. 18. And the other like, thing, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, gassed, yeah. man. Yeah. It's not going to be good football. And the other yeah. thing is, you look at it and you're like, all right, the Bills just need to play defense. Well, what about the Chiefs guy that just fell on his face? Yeah, you know, right. 30 seconds ago in game time. Right. right. It's like, what about him? He gets bailed out because he doesn't have to play. It's just, it's it's NFL will not. Just you know, be like will, college. Will not I, copycat like, I don't, college. They I don't refuse know why. to. They refuse to, and I don't know why. Like, they have, they have, like Greg said, you can make some tweaks to it that make it 
yeah. a little more. And I'm totally fine with that. But the idea that tit for tat, right? You get the ball, we defend you, you kick a field goal. Okay, then if we get and score a touchdown, game over. Yeah. Right? Or then we you know, get the They match. should kick field goals guys. for who gets the ball first. Guys, yeah. the last <laughs> thing that I want to leave you on, uh, Reddit user Legends Razgrizz had this idea. Uh, both teams start on offense and defense back-to-back from midfield. Whoever <laughs> scores first wins. First of all, wild, I'd be in for it that's, just that's out of insane. how wild that is. That, it's that, got Hanson to do the double box. You'd yeah. sell plenty of tickets having... Uh, that's like Uzbekistan uh, like football rules. Allen and Mahomes butt-to-butt. I wanted to throw out my favorite moment. I'm going to stick to NFL for my favorite moment. Uh, 04, NFC wildcard game at Lambeau. Matt Hasselback and the Seahawks. Oh, Green Bay Packers. Ball. Yeah, we want the ball, and we're going to score. Al Harris, pick six to the house. Uh, probably one of the greatest things ever. I, I, I respect I, Matt Hasselback for having one. the confidence to say that, and then and, it's hilarious. And you know what? Even if you start from the 25, there's still a chance for that. I remember, oh, what yeah, was yeah. it, six years ago or something? SMU, UC. Yeah. SMU comes yeah. all the way back. Their yep. first drive. UC doesn't get to play offense, but the only reason why is because SMU's second play was a pick six and a win yeah. for UC. Yeah. So. yeah, no, yeah, it still can happen. So let us know. Is overtime fine? Do you want the college overtime, or do you have some crazy idea of your own? Let us know at 30 Rack of Sports, Facebook, Twitter, and What is brewing in Ohio? Uh, what's brewing right here in the studio is that Greg has about 16 to 20 more ounces of malt liquor left to pay his bet off. This says 2-4, baby. 2-4, okay. Kobe, hey. only have 16 to go. 16. He's finished with his... Uh, moving on to the back half. Making the turn. Moving on say. up, moving on up. <laughs> What's brewing in Ohio, though, is... Uh, it's over now but just happened here in Cincinnati this weekend. The 7th Annual Ohio Craft Brewers Conference gathered in Cincinnati this week. The event was sponsored by Cincinnati Insurance Companies. Hey! Hey! (laughs) Over 500 brewing professionals came to Cincinnati this weekend for the three-day conference. And guys, Brady was there. Yeah. Brady Brady Quinn? Tim Brady. Tim Brady. Tim Brady of Whetstone Craft Beers in Battleboro, Vermont. Hmm. He was a keynote speaker. Oh, Battleboro. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah about two yeah. hours outside of Boston. Yeah. Uh, cool. He was the keynote speaker on customer service inside the tap room. Uh, Whetstone uh, is just about as good as it gets. If uh, I think I got it pulled up here. Um, if you ever go to their, their website, uh, whetstonebeer.com, you'll quickly see why uh, they are one of the best breweries in the country. Maybe we'll see why. I mean, right on the like river in this little like kind of old station-y kind of place, but one of the best highly rated breweries in the country, uh, Whetstone. And they came in to speak to Ohio brewers about, you know, just how to get that nice community feeling on the tap room uh, and to up the customer service game. Ohio Division of Liquor Control also there because, as you guys know, we spoke about a couple weeks ago on the show, some big changes on the law side of things coming in Ohio. Uh, big changes, especially for those like rural tap rooms that host a lot of those home brewing 
clubs and everything right. laws changing to be a lot looser with that stuff um fat heads and market garden two of our favorites Ooh. Ooh. here on the show uh they held seminars on uh their award-winning wheat beers and uh how, how they kind of their process for those beers uh, and then over 85 vendors came in for the trade show. Anything from wheat, barley, hops, machinery, packaging, um, and, and plenty more. We're on the trade show floor for these Ohio breweries to get stocked up for the new year. And, of course, lots of delicious beer to be had. Lots of networking. Social events were held. Uh, some of the best breweries in Cincinnati. Conference kicked off with a social at 50 West. Yeah, cool. Um, and then finished up with uh, some... Uh, networking events at Rheingeist in Northern Row in nice. OTR. So uh, always good to see uh, the Ohio Craft Beer, uh, Ohio Craft Brewers Association hosting these events, bringing in uh, some of the best for uh, our local industry here to keep growing and getting better. And that is what's brewing in Ohio. All right, we're going to end the show as we always do, giving our cheers, of course, first, want to give our cheers to all the listeners of 30 Racket Sports. Thanks again for staying with us during a uh, interesting week, uh, a Zoom episode week, but we're back ready to give some of the regularly scheduled content back to the folks. Also want to give a shout out to a brewery that unfortunately I didn't get to enjoy because I lost a bet, but a brewery that it sounded like, I mean, looking at the beer, it looked awesome. You guys seem to really enjoy it. Uh, Forbidden Root brewery their ohio high pale ale which is really fun to say Ohio high. so uh shout out to forbidden root if you're up in the eastern area uh definitely be sure to check it out uh you know once again send the send the wife or girlfriend or whoever maybe the boyfriend send send him uh-huh. out send him out to, to shop have a couple beers look everybody should be able to have a beer if you're of legal age oh yeah in ohio or not i, or, I, I didn't say that uh, <laughs> um Guys, going into our personal shout-outs, Zach, who are you shouting out this week? I actually got something different. I, I came up with one real quick. Okay. Uh, I wanted to shoot out uh, Bootsy. Bootsy Collins. Bootsy. Oh, yeah. That's a Bootsy. shout out. Uh, if they didn't see it for his uh, Bengals playoff video, uh, he shouted out or added NFL. Bengals. All pretty. You, you'd imagine that. Uh, local 12 News. Yeah, yeah, sure. WLWT. And then 30 Rack of Sports ahead of Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. <laughs> so um, we love you, Bootsy. We love the pub. Everybody's probably like, who the fuck is 30 Rack of Sports? But we appreciate it as always. Shout out to our guy, Bootsy. Yeah, I mean, always, Uncle Bootsy. Honestly, I'll be honest. I don't know if the Bengals win without the hype yeah, that yeah, he yeah. brings to them. No, Shout out to all. Bootsy. It, it was a fun song. Yeah. Bootsy yeah. always brings the energy. And we're just, you know, we're just happy to have such a great Twitter pal, such as our good friend Bootsy, always drinking. I still, you know, I always have a couple cans of uh, Bootsy IPA. Oh, that's, Fred that's so good. Oh, it's such yeah. a good beer. It's In the refrigerator. One. So shout out to our good pal, Bootsy Collins. Funkadelic. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Good remembering that. Yeah. Um, guys, I got two shout outs. The first one Ooh. is uh, to one of my favorite breweries. Uh, Actually, the one brewery that I'm part of, the Mug Club, so I get the little extra pour when I'm hey. over there. Uh, over in Westchester, Dogberry Brewing celebrated their seventh anniversary this weekend. Big seven. Uh, shout out Ooh. to them. They've been through some some good and some bad. 
uh, moved into their new location a few years ago, had some uh, tough times during 2020 with uh, one of their brewers getting COVID. They had kind of a lean menu for a while uh, because of it, but they bounced back. They have a ton of good beers. Uh, it's it's an awesome place. I mean, it's in an industrial park, but there's a you know ton of picnic tables. It's one of those fun you know homey breweries, and I always yeah. say. It's almost like your your neighborhood beer garden. I remember going in one day, and one of the regulars' daughters played lacrosse for Ohio Northern. So we were watching Ohio Northern lacrosse on the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're yeah, just yeah. Like, Polar bears, yeah. maybe. Nothing's yeah. better than that. Just having no, a place yeah, no, you know, where perfect. people know your name and whatnot. So shout out to uh, Dogberry. If you're in that the... Cheers? Do, do, do. Is that Cheers? Is that Cheers? Shout out to uh, Fretboard. Or, well, fretboard and right. the but shout out to Dogberry and uh, their seven year anniversary. Also, shout out to uh, the man from Middletown, former Cub, former National, former Yankee, right now free agent outfielder, Kyle Schwarber, getting his number retired by Middletown Baseball, the former nice. Mitty, who, uh, you know, has been a force in the league, some ups and some downs, yeah, yeah, but has but... had a nice career and was an absolute beast in Middletown. So shout out to uh, Schwarbo. Josh, what about you? Who are you shouting out? Uh, I got two shout outs as well. Uh, one, uh, the bouncer at Mount Lookout Tavern who carded, who carded Zach Taylor. Uh, oh. When he came to <laughs> deliver the game ball. He looks like a child. For, yeah, I was going to say Zach Taylor is a... Uh, Pre-pubescent glory that he carries with him on the side. Yeah, man needs a beard or something. He needs to get yeah something going on. Yeah, Uh, yeah, a scar. That'd be a good one. I mean, just something to toughen him up a little bit. Maybe he should wear an eye patch or something (laughs) just just for that. Uh, And then secondly, to uh, a guy I know Greg can't stand. There's a lot of people that can't stand this guy. I love him. I just he's a joy to listen to. Please, not him. Dave Lapham, longtime Bengals uh, color analyst, and he just had this moment uh, on the radio at the end of the game. The kick goes through, and he was like, he was, uh, Dan Hard was like, coffin nails. And he was just like, bam, bam, bam. And, you know, goes through the whole summary of the game, and he was like, now the Bengals are going to the AFC championship game. Dan. The Bengals are going to the AFC <laughs> Championship game. You just couldn't believe it. And uh, that's kind of a, I don't know, a good example of how everyone feels, I think. Hey. It's a good example of the value add that Dave Lapham has brought to Cincinnati oh, football oh, over really? the last week. Oh, we didn't even oh, touch oh. on this real quick. Browns last year in the AFC title game? Bengals this year? Browns made it to the divisional Did round. They, never mind. they lost to the Chiefs last year. I keep year. forgetting. I thought they made it. No, they now no. own the uh, longest they still drought. Oof. I'm embarrassed. I don't know why game? that always always popped in my head that they were playing. I forgot. Uh, that's that. all right. Yeah. Well, because they, they won the wild card game. Because yeah, yeah, we both yeah, have yeah. our we both have our our cursed teams in the in the. Uh, you have yours in the <laughs> Super Bowl. We have ours in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. So uh, at least the Broncos won't be there for a while unless they get Rogers. Don't we don't what, what are you doing? Up. We don't bring that up. <laughs> uh, once again, want to give a shout out to everyone for listening to 30 Rack of Sports. We'll be back to check out our Friday episode as we get you ready for a big Sunday afternoon matchup. Hear that bangle growling. It's actually not in Kansas, it's in Missouri, in Kansas City. Yeah. Bengals, Chiefs. 
We'll be here to get you ready for it on Friday. On 30 Rack of Sports. For Zach on the opinions, good, bad, or otherwise. See ya. For Josh on the ones and twos. Go Bengals. I'm Greg. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of 30 Rack Sports. So sure. Magnum malt liquor. Nah. <laughs>